This is Caps This Morning with John Walton and Ben Raby on Caps Radio 24-7. The scene shifting to Boston tonight for Game 3. Might we see Evgeny Kuznetsov tonight or in the near future? And the Penguins edge the Islanders to even their best of seven series at one game apiece. Good morning, everybody. It is Wednesday, May 19th. Welcome to Caps This Morning here on Caps Radio 24-7. Coming at you from Boston this morning, where the Capitals will look to get back on the winning side of the ledger in Game 3 tonight at TD Garden. After an overtime loss in Game 2, the Caps look to continue, Ben, what they did right in the first two games, but now having to do it as the road team. And John, the Capitals, the best road team in the NHL during the regular season. I, I know that feels like a while ago now, but we'll see if some of that momentum carries over now into postseason play. Of course, from Boston's perspective, home ice advantage means they'll have the benefit of the last change, something they use to their advantage against the Capitals back in the regular season. And I'd imagine there's some matchups they'll look to take advantage of here. But the thing I'm, I'm actually most looking forward to seeing tonight in Game 3 especially early on, how both teams come out. And a case could be made from the Boston Bruins side of things. They were slow out of the gate in both games one and two. Bruce Cassidy suggesting, I think the quote was that they didn't start on time. And now back home at TD Garden, 25% capacity, their biggest crowd of the year, fresh off their game two comeback win, a chance for them, in my opinion, to potentially now pounce on a shorthanded Capitals team. And I think for the Capitals here in game three, maybe just navigating through the first 10 minutes tonight could go a long way in putting themselves in a position to have a good night and maybe come away with a win in game three. But I really look for the start of this game. I think momentum will be on the Bruins side, a lot of energy, see the Capitals weather the storm early and get things settled in here in game three. Here in Boston, Evgeny Kuznetsov and Ilya Samsonov are here. It's tough to imagine either gets in tonight after such a long layoff, but with Lars Eller a question mark heading into the morning skate today, then perhaps circumstances dictate that 92 needs to get back in the lineup tonight. Yeah, I I think there's more urgency to get Kuznetsov in. I, I think the way, first of all, the way Craig Anderson has played, we've acknowledged here, it at least buys you if needed the opportunity to be more patient, more cautious with Samsonov. I don't think there's a real need to rush him back. If you can get him in game shape and get him back in uniform, sure, that would be encouraging. But I think Craig Anderson right now holding down the fort. Up front, it's a different story. If you're missing Eller... And if you're potentially still missing Kuznetsov, first of all, you're, you're extremely thin at an important position down the middle. And number two, if you're missing both, who do you turn to? Well, at least in goal, you have Anderson up front. If you don't have Eller, if you don't have Kuznetsov, you start looking at your options. You've got Daniel Carr, you've got Philippe Maillet, you've got Garrett Pilon. It's not a whole lot of experience there, at least Maillet a natural center. But if Kuznetsov is able to play, if they feel the conditioning is up to snuff, because that's got to be the biggest thing right now, right, John? When, when you're talking about Kuznetsov, if he could play, he was off the ice for two weeks. The question is, is the conditioning there? I think if there's an opportunity to play him, I think there's got to be some urgency, especially if Eller is unable to go. But then at the same time, he did go two weeks without any on-ice activity. You don't want him tearing a hamstring, pulling a groin, et cetera. So you got to be smart there too. But I do think there's urgency maybe if Kuznetsov is, is approaching game ready. I think there might be a need to push him and, and maybe monitor his minutes once he's in. 
Here we are at the Garden tonight, and last change for Bruce Cassidy this evening. And in Game 4 here on Friday 2, there are going to be more optimal situations tonight for Boston's top guys. Even if Eller's ready to go, the best defensive effort of the series likely needed for Washington in this one tonight. Yeah, th- those matchups, again, with the advantage of the last change for Boston, something they could take advantage of, even if Evgeny Kuznetsov is in the lineup. Wouldn't be surprised to see Bruce Cassidy, as he did during the regular season, try to get Patrice Bergeron's line out against whichever line Evgeny Kuznetsov is centering. Similarly, if you have TJ Oshie taking faceoffs, taking draws again, it's been an issue so far this series. I believe up to the minute, two for 17 is TJ Oshie in the circle. Again, if you could have one of the NHL's top face-off men in, in Patrice Bergeron taking draws in those situations, very advantageous for Boston. And regarding the Capitals, you know, the defensive effort and, and making sure it's there. The, the one thing I thought Boston did well in game two, better than they did in game one, they wanted to be aggressive. And that doesn't necessarily mean just physically, just the the burst of speed, the transition game they showed through the neutral zone, the net front battles, the net front presence. I thought the way Taylor Hall scored his game-tying goal late in regulation, that was something on the Boston Bruins side. They didn't feel they had enough in game one. They had a whole lot more of it in game two and throwing all kinds of rubber Craig Anderson's way. They kept coming. And it seems, especially those top two lines for Boston, they're coming. They looked a whole lot more like themselves in game two and, Capitals have to certainly be uh, be aware of that as far as their defensive effort and clearing those high traffic areas in front of Craig Anderson. On the Boston side of the ledger, Jeremy Lozon still out tonight for game three. One of two defensemen that they really count on in defensive situations to clear out the front of the crease where the Capitals hope to spend a lot of time tonight and for the rest of this series. The other guy is Kevin Miller. Now, Ben, he missed the first period with a cut after a hit he took from Daniel Sprong. It does sound like he's going to be fine for Game 3 tonight, but his health is very important to the Bruins if they're going to stop Washington's top six. Yeah, and again, with with the advantage of the last change, you know, Boston could potentially choose to, to insulate if needed if they feel that's something they could take advantage of. But we spoke about it before the series, right? If there was an area among the areas the Capitals could take advantage of in this series, the size they have up front, the ability to get in on the four check, have the Boston Bruins, blue liners in particular. I mean, they could play big, but they're not necessarily a a big group. The Boston Bruins back end, Connor Clifton is an example of that under six feet. He could play a big game. He could be physical, but he's not necessarily a big guy. If the Capitals can use their size to their advantage and again, win those battles atop the crease, I picture a six foot four, six foot five, Anthony Mantha battling atop the crease, whether it's with a Matt Grizzlick, whether it's with a Connor Clifton, something the Capitals could potentially take advantage of. Throw Tom Wilson into that conversation as well, of course, Garnet Hathaway, the ability to use that size. It's something that as the series goes on, that storyline's not going to change. That's there for the Capitals to take advantage of if they can, and we'll see if they can continue to do so and then potentially reap the benefits the deeper this series goes. We called him an X-factor in Game 2, and we raved about him on the show yesterday, but tonight... Would love to see Anthony Mantha break through and find the back of the net. You'd like to think that when he snaps his goal drought ban, they're going to come in bunches. Perhaps tonight is that night as the Caps take on the Bruins here in Game 3. Yeah, that would be good. And then to start to, to find the back of the net as far as that top line is concerned with Mantha and Ovechkin and, and Backstrom, they've created. They've done a lot of good offensively and with the physicality. Now, again, especially for Mantha, Just a matter of the finish. Seven shots on goal the other night. And what I liked too, John, was it was a mix. He had a number of shots where it was just the release, a shot off the rush, 
There were other opportunities where he was crashing and banging and top the crease, looking for greasy goals, rebound opportunities. He's done a lot of good, again, for a postseason newbie. Just the, the size that he has, the, the ability to, to carry the puck, to be hard to knock off the puck and, and win those board battles, those little things. Just a matter now, you know, hopefully he doesn't get frustrated. He shouldn't because he's been playing very well. And hopefully, to your point, the, the goals start to come for Mantha, who has shown a knack at least early in his tenure with the Capitals to have him come in bunches. There's really not a lot of doubt, Ben, that Craig Anderson is going to get the start tonight in Game 3. Who would have said that back in the beginning of the regular season? But who will be his backup? That's a legitimate question. Phoenix Copley sat the bench in Game 2. He could easily do that again tonight. But when will the coaching staff elect to dress Ilya Samsonov to be the number two, assuming, of course, that Vitek Vanacek is still on the sidelines. Samsonov is back. He's been skating. You've got to get him in there, I would think, at some point, at least to be in that backup role if Vitek is unable to go. But when is that going to be? I guess we'll see tonight. Yeah, we'll see. And uh, again, I, I wonder between Kuznetsov and Samsonov, too, if Samsonov might be the one who it takes just a, a little bit longer to get back in game action, game shape, you know, needs the reps in practice, needs to, you know, face the shots and the activity. Again, going back to, to when he missed time earlier this season for, for COVID reasons, he had the advantage. He had the benefit of the, the time with AHL Hershey, a conditioning stint. Obviously, that's not available to him here. Granted, his time away has been shorter than it was in the winter, but still for him, I, I think you, you still got to go cautious there and, you know, maybe still a, a few days away. We'll see. Maybe he's in uniform tonight for all we know, but I, I would think you still go cautious with him and, and continue to ride Anderson with, presumably, Copley as the backup. We take a look at action around the Stanley Cup playoffs last night and within the East Division, the Islanders and the Penguins. Game two from Steel City. Brian Rust would lead off the scoring with a goal just 322 into the first period. Penguins, an early one to nothing advantage. Later in the first, Jeff Carter would score his first of the postseason. That's just over 13 minutes in. Penguins up 2-0. They would not score again after that, but as it turns out, they didn't need to. Josh Bailey would get the Islanders within one in the second period, but the Isles could not find that equalizer in the third. Penguins win. Final score 2-1 yesterday evening. Right now, Ben, it looks like both series in the East are primed to go long. Yeah, both series tied at a game apiece, and both series, all four games so far, two in each series, decided by one goal. So not a whole lot separating these teams as expected in this division. There wasn't much separating them in the regular season standings, not much separating them so far. Storyline there as well in Pittsburgh, a big bounce-back performance. Tristan Jari was very good and a missed opportunity, a golden opportunity late in regulation for the Islanders to tie it. They had a power play. They pulled Semyon Varlamov, had a six-on-four man advantage, just unable to beat Tristan Jari again as the Penguins hang on, even up that series in a game apiece. So the Caps and the Bruins, game three tonight. Happy hour hockey at 6.30. <laughs> Caps game day coming up at 4 o'clock. Ben, what's coming up on the show this afternoon here on Caps Radio 24-7? Well, we'll continue to put the spotlight on Anthony Mantha. Also talk face-offs, an area the Capitals still looking to improve on in this series. And we'll be joined by Tom Galitti from NHL.com. Coming up today, 4 o'clock, Caps Radio 24-7, Caps Radio 247.com. The Capitals trying to get another lead in this series, all square at a game apiece. It's the Caps and the Bruins game three tonight at 6.30 from the Garden. Have a great game day Wednesday, Ben. Happy Wednesday, John. For the latest on the Capitals and hockey news around the clock. Let's go, Caps! 
Tune in to Caps Radio 24-7. Listen online via the Capitals mobile app at CapsRadio247.com or ask Alexa to play Caps Radio 24-7 on TuneIn.